back. Yeah. It's been a long time. I almost didn't recognize you. Yeah, man. Who, the fuck, who, who are you? Who are you? I mean, I've since shaved my beard. I know. Fucking sellout. You know, you do what you gotta do. I, sh- I shave my beard all the time. I think beards are too <clears throat> popular. I'm just gonna shave mine off. Everyone's got a beard. When it becomes unpopular, then I'll, sh- then I'll grow it back. I think it's always gonna be kind of popular. Hey, you think so? I'm waiting for the mustache to come back, honestly. Horn stash. Just a big old bushy stash. Yeah, just start it. Just do it. Jeff Fall did it for a while. Didn't come back, though. No. Well, he's got a full head of hair, but he decided to shave his entire head and then have the big dad stash for a while. And he looked like a fucking maniac. (laughs) (laughs) No arguments here. Sorry, Jeff. Yeah. Well, he knows. He knows. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully that comes back. As a matter of fact, I saw a guy with one in a car beside me a few weeks ago, actually, in Akron. So people are trying to get that shit back. I want it out, like, two inches from your nose, you know? No, I don't want it too fancy. I want just a big old fucking gnarly, bushy bushy caterpillar-looking stash. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, Just about it. Big. Three quarters of an inch, you know, to where you you can't see your upper lip anymore. Yeah, no handlebars or any of that. Just yeah. disgusting. Just a disgusting. Yeah, unless if you got handlebar mustaches, you need to be boxing in the street on the regular. Yeah, which bare knuckle boxing. If you're not doing that, you should lose the handlebar mustache. And let's just keep it real. I mean, anyone with a handlebar mustache is far from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I mean, I'm sure there's some badass out there with a handlebar mustache. And, dude, we're not talking about you. Everyone else, though. Everyone else. So the new clutch. I just got it in the mail yesterday. Book of Bad Decisions. It is an actual book. It's a fucking physical book. I have not opened the vinyl yet because I just have not had the time, but I do have the MP3s. So I brought it. I'll bring it down. I haven't, I haven't checked out the artwork yet. But I'm sure the vinyl version of this is fucking super badass. If it's a real book. Whatever, one-up motherfucker. I got the CD, and it's still pretty awesome. What are those? (laughs) Is that like an 8-track? No. It is a compact disc. (laughs) Holds more songs than your vinyl. Oh, does it? Oh, yes, it does. More songs. It does. Explain a double disc, then. Isn't that two discs? Well, I don't know if the vinyl's double. I think it is on this one. They've been anti, like, clutch. See, they've become, they're artists. They're pure artists, for sure, but they're also (laughs) businessmen because they run their own record label. I think more artists should get into that endeavor because they'll understand that you can't have, when you release uh, an album, you can't have double vinyl and... 180 gram if you're paying for it yourself because number one you have to ship it and it's super expensive and in one of the uh, recent uh, interviews that Neil did you know he said we've we've already made that mistake we did that with uh, strange cousins from the west and it was very very expensive to ship but my answer to that would be we'll just do limited runs of a like a deluxe edition with you know the pop-out cover and do the badass art and then have the regular edition after that i'd have to think that shipping costs have dropped down significantly since strange cousins was released well 
Hard to... I don't know. But well, the heavier it is, the more it costs the ship. So <coughs> you know, you're either going to deal that down to the customer or, you know, pay for it yourself. Fuck that. They're I running think a business. I think at their point, though, they're just putting out what they want to put out, knowing that at best it's a break-even on your album sales. Hard to say. I, I would love to talk to one of those guys and see what the... I wouldn't ask them amounts of money, but I would ask them, like, how that works, you know? Because, yeah. I mean, they've sold a lot on their own. Their last two have been their most popular in a long, long time, you know? So if they're doing 30,000, 40,000 units, that's a lot of money. I'm sure that goes into some business account somewhere. I mean, I don't know. I'm talking shit, but I'm sure it does for it to run the label, you know? So that's probably a... They're probably doing fine. Yeah, I have no doubts. But, uh, you know, right on. So far, the album sounds fucking awesome. I think they put like, something like 15 songs on it, which is unheard of these days. As people release shorter and shorter records and EPs because it just doesn't, most of the time, it, you know, like Brian Scott said, people don't really respect the album format anymore, you know, but I think the people who listen to Clutch still do. I mean, I think we kind of all expect them to just keep releasing full lengths, because I don't, I don't think there's too many Clutch fans that love the hits, because I don't think there are many hits, if any, really. But their albums sell. And I mean, in the, in the last one, Psychic Warfare, that was on the Billboard. I, I, I want to say it was top 10, top 10 or 20 in the rock charts, so... That's pretty cool, man. They're getting some love. I mean, they're a talented band. Yeah, if anybody's going to get that kind of success <clears throat> in our genre of music, let it be them. Or our band. Ha. <laughs> ha. Oh, band. What is this you talk about? Uh, you know. We've been, we've been jamming about as much as we've been podcasting. <laughs> I know. That's got to change. Well, life gets in the way, man. Into summer's always tough for everyone. Kids going back to school and family stuff, vacations, which is kind of a new concept to me. I guess families go on vacations at the end of summer. Do tell. Never heard of it. Never heard of it? No. Didn't you guys go on vacation? Yeah, I guess. Fucking liar. Full of lies. We went camping. I don't know if that's fucking vacation. That's work. Yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> Try to make everyone comfortable as as you go out into the woods and pretend you're homeless. Get stared at by children for hours. What next? Figure it out, bro. Yep. Come up with a concept and go do it. Book of Bad, Des Bad Decisions, yes, 15 songs. Uh, my favorite standout tracks so far are Lorelei. The last one, 15, is very good. A Good Fire is also one of my favorites. Hot Bottom Feeder is amazing. In Walks Barbarella is pretty badass. Spirit of 76, title track, also awesome. All good songs, though. Haven't heard any of it. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I need to, I need to rectify that. Rectify. I own it. Yeah, I'm not going to rectify anything. It's good news. We don't want you rectifying anything. All right. So we got Ozzy this weekend. No more tours. Tour part seven or two. This might be the second one. 
but he just came out in a recent interview and said that this won't be his last tour. They got to they got to they got to wrangle this guy in. Okay? If you're going to run a scam on the Aussie fans, got to shut the fuck up, bro. You know? I think it's a good idea to go see him though, man. I think he's close to 70 if not 70. So, the way all these guys are dropping off, it'll be a good time. Sunday night at Blossom Music Center and Cuyahoga Falls. Who's opening? Stone Sour? Yes. Never seen him before, have you? I don't remember. Yeah, I did. I saw him a long, long time ago. Corley, Corey Taylor is a very talented guy. I haven't really ever gotten into his... I mean, Slipknot, I've seen him alive a couple times, once with you. And they were fucking mind-blowingly good. They were fucking amazing. But it, uh, it's not normally my thing. But I appreciate him. Super talented band, but I've never seen Stone Sour. I know that dude can sing his ass off, though. Because just the work he did in uh, documentary Sound City, all the extras are of him, like, cutting vocals for the song they did for the soundtrack with Dave Grohl. So, like, you know, you get to see him in that cutting vocals in a vocal booth, and that dude can sing his ass off. So I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know? Playing over there, some crazy train? Yeah, I was actually bringing up some footage from the Aussie tour. Sounds just like the album, man. I haven't heard good things. You will Sunday night. I'm sure it'll be great. Maybe not. I've seen Ozzy many times, and he's been both amazing and bad. <laughs> I remember I remember one time in particular he was terrible. He looks he looks pretty well. I haven't heard him sing yet. Well Zach's with him. And I've never seen him with Zach. Although I have seen Zach Wild with Zach Sabbath several times, and he's awesome. Dude knows how to play. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Oh my god. Yeah, so good. We just saw him with uh, Black Label Society. Black Label Society. Yeah, back in the winter. I saw him with Zach Sabbath twice. Open up for Clutch a couple years ago. Great shit. If you guys don't. No, he's in a uh, Black Sabbath tribute band called Zack Sabbath with uh, Blasco, the bass player for Ozzy's current band, Zach Wilde, and uh, Joey Castillo, who has, of course, been on this podcast. Great dude. Amazing drummer. But it's fun, you know. Just go see it because it's all Ozzy-era Black Sabbath, and they, they just kill it, man. It's so good, and it's so fun, and that's all it is. So... Just go have a good time and listen to some Black Sabbath. You're not going to hear too much more of that live. So, if you can't go see Ozzy, go see Zach. Do Ozzy. With Black Sabbath. Good shit. Good shit. Are we really going to make it through an entire podcast without talking politics? Dude, I'm not, <laughs> I haven't even paid attention. No? I don't off know. The grid. I've been off the fucking grid. It feels really good. It does. I haven't been uh, really paying attention to fucking politics. My girlfriend keeps telling me not to talk about politics when we go out. I was like, do I ever talk about politics when we go out? She's like, not really. I was like, well, what are you talking about then? Very mm-hmm. strange. She doesn't, she doesn't uh, agree with your political views? Who does? No one. <laughs> no one. Especially of the female persuasion. They're like, oh! It doesn't make me feel good. Which <laughs> yeah. I know, ladies. Just fucking around. 
There's no girls that listen to this anyway. <laughs> so there. I really have it, man. Uh, tell us what's going on politically. No idea. No idea what's going on. Feels uh, good. I try not to pay attention as much. But it's probably Donald Trump's fault. Yeah. You know, well, he's literally Hitler, dude. So, just kind of how it goes. Hey, I don't know what's going to happen with all this. It's kind of fun. It's been fun to watch. I'm not going to lie, man. Politics are hilarious because everyone takes it too seriously. It's a fucking joke is what it is. One thing I have been getting exposed to recently is the morning news. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, local? Lady likes to watch the morning news, and actually it's kind of beneficial for traffic. I can't believe we're talking about this on the podcast, but I haven't really watched news. I haven't had it in my house since, like, around... It was definitely 2004 I turned it off. It was right around the time, you know, Bush was saying mission mission accomplished in Iraq and... uh, Going out on the aircraft carrier with the big banner saying "Mission accomplished, the war in Iraq is over, and weapons of mass destruction and all that shit." Huge awakening moment for me. I was like, yeah, "I don't like being lied to," and I'm certainly not going to pay for it. So I turned that shit off a long time ago. So with that, with the benefits of that are you don't get the morning news or the evening news, and uh, it was a good decision. The only thing it's good for is traffic. Terrible shit. It's mundane. They're not talking about anything positive or cool. And if they are, it's so mundane that it's just not interesting. Like, there's a big-ass, wild, wide, wide world out there. And you got the fucking morning news. Gross. I've been reading a lot. I just finished um, Enlightenment Now. Who's that by? It's uh, Steve Pinker. It's the case for reason, science, humanism, and progress. Yeah. Progress is a scary word. <clears throat> well, I mean, we've been progressive, progressing as a society since our, um, I guess, the earliest days of recorded history. I mean, you can't, it's hard to argue. Well, you know, had lulls, you know, the dark ages were one of those lulls, but I think <clears throat> um, the theory is, and this is pretty interesting, that what, what brought on the Enlightenment period and the whole idea of progressing as a species, as at least a society in Western society, is the Black Plague. You know, they, and it's a pretty solid theory. It makes sense to me. It basically killed off all the dummies, all the low IQ people, and uh, which, you know, and all those smart people survived. Their genes survived. And then Western society is born within the Enlightenment period. It makes sense to me. I don't know if it's actually true, but all that happened. So, uh, it's a good theory. I, I guess it's possible. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. So, in that sense, there's been ups and downs as far as progressing goes. I wouldn't say we're in a moment of progressing now. You know? It's hard to argue that. I mean, or it's not hard to argue. I mean, I think it's easy to argue that point. I mean, life spans are longer. Infant mortality rates are down. Education is up. I mean, it's how can you not say that this date in history is not the most, the best date in history? Oh, I agree. For for humankind. It is is the best time to be alive in human history. I would say post-World War II, 
up until now if you've been if you were born within that time you're a pretty lucky person to be here i mean i say that all the time to people especially when we're talking about politics because everybody's so distraught about this donald trump presidency and it's like well just go outside take a step outside man i mean don't listen to the the tv and what it tells you and social media and all these bullshit blogs online go outside most people are getting along just fine i mean that's my reality we've talked about this before that's kind of my view on it there's politics sure but as far as regressing i think the uh capacity to talk about politics without getting emotional about it is very much in a it's a if, if it's not a stagnant state it's definitely a regressing state i don't know it's about so that. Po- it's so if poisonous. you think about how i just don't do it anymore i mean just i not, mean 50 years ago it was one thing you didn't talk about is politics <laughs> i mean in a conversation you that's it's always been a sticking point with in my history you know it since I've been alive and my grandparents and my father don't talk about politics. It's probably wise. It's probably, it's probably wise. I mean, I think there should be a discourse about, about all this stuff. I mean, I've been trying to do it for 15 years. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of grown adults screaming at me, almost in tears and wanting to fight and all that stuff, you know? And it's just like, after you go through a while of that, and you find it to be so silly. It's like, I thought we could actually talk about this. But see, that's the thing. A lot of people want to talk about it. They want to say their their piece, you know, unmolested in, in, the, in the sense of being challenged verbally. You know, if, if they don't like your idea, then that's a gateway to hate you. Or that's a, a you know, a go, a go ahead to actually hate you as a person, you know. I've seen a lot of that. And, you know, some of the shit you see on the news, like with all these protests on the college campuses and stuff and not letting conservatives on to talk on the college campuses and shit and shutting down people like, you know, Alex Jones and stuff like that. I mean, you can you can disagree with the guy all you want. You can hate him all he wants, but all you want to. You can hate him all you want to, but he has a right to say what he has to say just as just as much as any liberal does. We're not supporters of the guy, but it's he's funny to watch. He's more entertainment than anything else, and he has a right to be there. I don't know what the state of all that is, but you know, to de- deplatform conservatives because you don't like what they're saying—that's that's what fascism is, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you there. I, I know that uh, it, I was therein lies the regression I was talking about. Reading an article about Norm Macdonald, who's pretty even even killed guy. He got canceled from the tonight show because he talked about negatively about the the me too movement and about showing sympathy for roseanne or um who else was he talking about Uh, louis ck yeah which obviously the dude to fuck up i mean that's that's a fucked up thing to do and i don't know the whole situation surrounding it but it's he admitted it he knew he fucking did something wrong yeah, and they were talk. They were discussing that, and he showed sympathy because you know Louis C.K. came out, got in front of it, he, he apologized, right. owned up to it, and <clears throat> he's getting chastised. He's still not allowed to come back. You know, they gave him a hard time because he tried to do a bit at a club, and yeah, yeah, they made a big deal about it. Right. So you know, Norm Macdonald showed sympathy because he's like, you either deny, 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 
I mean, there is no, you, you can't admit it. Because at this point, if you admit it, it's, there is no forgiveness. There's anymore. no satisfying the, the, the outrage mob. So no, even no. He, he told the truth, which is, honestly, it's a brave thing to do. Again, we're not supporting what he did in the past, which was, all this shit, I, I guess, was a long time ago. You know, he made his mistakes. He admitted it, you know, like a man. And, uh, hey, you know, that's that's how it is. So, I mean, he's going to come back. I mean, so... The, you know, people need to let it go. Or, well, honestly, what people need to do is go live their own life. Who gives a fuck about Louis C.K. and what he did? And th- these these are tears. You know, he's not Harvey Weinstein. As far as we know, he didn't touch anybody or rape anyone. He was just showing people's fucking cash and prizes, which is fucking weird. It's very dark and strange to do that. But uh, like you said, he came out in front of it and. You know, he apologized for it. Whether it's meaningful or not, you know, who knows. But he's coming back, man. He will. He will. He's probably already He's probably already determined. He's like, I'm just going to do my shit. He's got plenty of fans. I'm sure people are going to come back and see him. You know? Yeah, but this outrage mob, it's getting fucking old. I mean, and now this Nike thing, which seems to keep going on, the meme wars of... Yeah, have started yeah. and there's some great ones but um you know everyone's outraged about that i guess i don't I, where's that gonna go i think i i think people need to lay their outrage down a little bit with all this bullshit and just live their life live the best life they can go do something man what are you doing what is hilarious is you know there was hardly a, a public outlet you know no one was uh, barely upset that they're busted with fucking child labor, yeah, <laughs> in a foreign country. But you know, this is this is boycotting. I want to burn my shit. But you can fucking work those kids to the bone. Yeah, yeah, you, we don't care about that. It's just an incre- it's incredible. We don't care about you know the outrage the outrageous shit of the Catholic Church and you know the rape gangs in Europe, you know, and all that stuff. But you care about. Colin Kaepernick, who's a fucking loser anyway. He's not even a good football player. He was benched when he did that. There was nothing courageous about what he did. It's so... It worked, though. It got his brand out, I guess, and Nike supports it. You can support Nike or not. That's about as far as your outrage is going to go. Give them money or do not give them money. That's it. That's all you can do. And post one of these awesome memes that have been created in the uh, aftermath. That's it, I guess, if you want. It, it supposedly their sales have went up. That's I, what I heard. Whatever. But I I don't know. I don't like companies getting political about any of this shit. That's what bothers me. It's like you guys need to sell fucking sell your shit and shut the fuck up. I mean the NFL still has bad ratings, man. The NFL can go down. Anyone can go down. Well, they've retracted their policy on national anthem on standing for the national anthem. So people can can kneel now? I don't know what they can do. They're just going by the they're just going with the fucking tidal waves, you know. Well, it wasn't until I think the 80s when they made it man, when they started playing the national anthem at the games. Well, it became it was a fucking propaganda. Yeah, for the military. Yeah, it was trying to fucking buy enrollment <laughs> into the services. I watched the Browns game on Sunday. Sorry. My, with my lady. You, pick, you watched the tie. They managed we, to tie a game. Good that, for them. That was bizarre. I'm not a big football guy, and I didn't know about these new overtime rules where 
They only go over until overtime once. I'm like, what? To protect the players? Fuck you, players. You're signing Seriously. up. You're making millions. Go fucking bash your brains out. You know the score. You know what you signed up for. We shouldn't be pussifying football. Fucking take your helmets off. <laughs> Put some leather helmets on like back in the day. And we need grass on the field again. We need muddy players. We need people slipping and sliding everywhere. Just like the good old days. Let's yeah, make the, it's not let entertaining. Them, let them fucking roid up. It's the only way you guys are going to get your ratings back. Yeah, National Flag Football League. Yeah, fuck that. Or do it. Just turn the TV off. It was fun to watch. Because like, I don't give a fuck, you know? Was it fun to watch, or was the situation fun? Yeah, we were at the bar drinking. Yeah. On Sunday. Which I got to give a shout-out to a bar next to us. We've been there a couple times, but that room 727. It's on... Uh, 91 in Akron. It's a very good place, man. They're really actually trying to do some good shit there. But they have a Sunday brunch every Sunday. I think it starts at 11 a.m. And uh, they didn't pay us for this. We're just kind of giving them a plug because they're good business. They're trying to do some good shit. Talking about the gastropub? The gastropub, room 727, Akron, Ohio. Yeah, that's not too bad. It's a nice little place. Nice place. Nice place. Don't go there if you're hungry. Well, you know. Top of style. Yeah, you got to. It's all decent. It's all good food. Yeah. Yeah, you're not gonna. It's not Cheesecake Factory. Now you're not gonna get a meal. Yeah, it's just, it's just little plates of this and that. But, but their sauerkraut bombs or bites or whatever the hell they are. Very good. Oh, did you get some? Well, I've had it all. They have the kibasi in well, them. Man, it's good. They have a Sunday brunch menu too. It's very good. So I just want to let everybody know, it's good shit. Go there, hang out. It's right down the road from my house. From the hood. From the hood. So yeah, all good stuff, except the Nike bullshit. Just sell your shit, just sell me stuff, make me happy motherfuckers, don't tell me what to think. I guess that's where we are now, I guess that's where we are man. What else did we do over the break? I went to... That was Labor Day? I went to two concerts, I saw... Government Mule do uh, Dark Side of the Moon, which was fucking amazing, dude. Just so goddamn good. If, if you guys ever get a chance to go see Warren Haynes and Government Mule, go do it. They're carrying the torch, man. They played Pink Floyd flawlessly. The Avid Brothers were co-headlining, and they're great. They're not rock or metal or any of that shit. They're more like a folky kind of thing, but... They're super talented guys, and uh, they came out with Warren and sang some Pink Floyd. And man, it was it was it was mind blowing. It was good. It's was, it was, it was about as good as you're gonna get aside from Pink Floyd themselves. And uh, the Magpie Salute opened. It was killer, man. Rich Robinson came out and did uh, Fearless with Warren and the boys afterwards, and it was fucking amazing. And Fearless is probably one of my favorite Pink Floyd songs. So it's good to, it was awesome to see that. But that was out in Indiana, and then we came back home, and uh, I saw the Magpie salute again last week at the Kenta stage, and uh, it was fucking fire, dude. I mean, they had that room. That was the best-sounding show in a small theater that I've heard in quite a long time. It was, it was flawless. It was loud, punchy, and clear. You could hear everything great. 
And the litmus test was my taking my girl with me because it's not normally her thing. And she really enjoyed herself. She's like, oh, actually, that, they were very good. I was like, yeah, I know. Like, fuck. When when a band nails their sound down in a small room, that's when that's when you know the night's gonna be great. But uh, they're carrying the torch, man. Rock and roll. Government Mule, Magpie Salute, Avid Brothers, all those guys. Anybody playing real music is uh, doing it their own way too. You know, they're not uh, they're not fucking getting overproduced and getting 15 producers to write a song for them or any of that shit or any songwriters. You know, they're just they're just getting it done. So it was great. Last few weeks have been pretty good music-wise. We have Ozzy Sunday. Maybe we'll get some tailgating in, huh? Not me. I got fucking work. Fucking work. That's bullshit. We're getting ready to do some recording too, huh? Hopefully. Hopefully soon. We're getting ready to do some setup, and uh, we're going to start recording some new songs. Don't know what it's called yet. Don't even have a full lineup yet, but we're, we're, we're working on it. What else is going on? Anything? You know, same old. Same old shit. Different goddamn day. It's almost fall, dude. Bummer. I like fall. I do too. But you know what's after that. The darkness of winter. And that means get out to shows, motherfuckers. No more camping. No more doing any of that. No more going to the beach. Which I've been guilty of this summer quite a bit. Follow your favorite bands and get out to some shows. Buy some t-shirts. Support this great scene we have because a lot of places don't have as good of a scene as we do. I think we've said it a hundred times. I'm going to say it again. We have the best music scene probably in the tri-state area, if not beyond. I believe that. But we need to see more people out at shows. So uh, get out there. Whoever you like. Go see them because this shit's expensive. It costs money to do it, and uh, people need that gas money to get down the road. And they need people in the rooms to support them because that's, you know, part of the reason why we do it. So, uh, you know, there's my two cents. Anything else you want to add, or we're going to no, it. wrap it up? We'll be back real soon, I hope. I hope. We will, we'll do it. We've been on a long, long enough break. We're going to get back into podcasting and hopefully get some uh, some cool interviews in the fall, in winter, and in the new year, which will be here sooner than we think. So We'll be back soon. See ya. Peace.
fighting and 